The following podcast mentions enslavement, body modification, and genitalia, and contains adult content and adult language. It's in the book. It's in the book. Hello, and welcome to It's in the Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm Jay Sylvan. My pronouns are they, them, there. I am a religious professional, and I know the Bible pretty gosh darn well. I'm David Waters. My pronouns are he, him. I am also a religious professional, and I would say I know the Bible pretty darn well. I'm Sue Buzzard, uh, she, her, hers, and I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I went to like Sunday school, and I heard Bible stories like once a week after school to CCD program, and that's it. Okay, and you're married to me. Oh, right. I'm married to you. Sorry. Which is why you're here. Right. That's why. I'm here. <laughs> Hooray for gay marriage, Pope Francis. And Vatican. And take Vatican. That. Mm. So, sorry. And sorry. Rome. Sorry. Yes. And Rome. Boo. Yeah. Anyway, boo, Rome. Yeah. Yes. Jesus was not a fan of Rome. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right now. <laughs> that like, That is Rome. famously the case. You think mm. you're so cool, anyway. Rome. Take that. <laughs> One guy wasn't a fan. Okay, so the theme song will definitely have started playing by now. <laughs> Previously in the Bible. So last time we talked a little bit about structure and how we see these doubled stories in the Bible. Um, you know, they... They say that they're two different traditions, two different authors sort of of the same story or the idea of the same story. Uh, we often see that in the Bible where these two different versions of the same story will be right next to each other. Here we've got two different versions of the Abrahamic covenant and right in between there's the story of Hagar. Last time we heard the first version of the Abrahamic covenant uh, involving some freaky flying furnaces and cutting up some animals and uh, it's all coming back to me. You remember that Mm, and the braziers, the brazier, yes, the brazier (laughs) and God, um, you know, dooming abram's descendants to 400 years of enslavement not the best but also he made a covenant with abraham is like i'm going to give you a shit ton of kids even though you're old and you've never been able to have kids anyway but then uh we see hagar and hagar is uh sarai's handmaid uh sarai is abram's wife sarai owns hagar she's a slave we talked about that for a while last time Sarai is like, hey, I can't have kids, so you should have sex with my slave, and then that'll be like my kid, and then I'll be built up through her. They end up treating Hagar like total shit. It sucks, and Hagar runs away, and Hagar then meets an angel of the Lord who might also be the Lord. It's kind of unclear sometimes the distinctions between angels and God uh, in some of these stories. Hagar sees him. The the Lord says that she's going to have a ton of kids and birth nations, basically giving her sort of a different mirror version of the Abraham blessing and says, you're going to have a son. There's a son in your belly. You're going to name him Ishmael. And and Ishmael uh, means the Lord hears because I have heard your suffering. Mm. So, yeah. And then he's like, but you should go back and let yourself be abused by Sarai. 
which is a bummer and I don't like it. I'm making suspicious, angry eyes yeah. right now. I'm like, I don't like the sound of that. It's interesting. I'll just say this. It's interesting to think about that and our and and I think we are rightly discomfited by that. Um, but as we kind of proceed through this portion that we're doing now, I think it's going to be interesting to come back to that and maybe see that as part of what Jay tells us is the very important work of parallelism in the Bible. So I'll just, boop, you know, drop <laughs> that and then we'll come back to it. Sue. Yes. Today's topic is the Abrahamic covenant. Cool, cool, cool. What do you know about the Abrahamic covenant? Um, it's not really ringing any bells. I mean, if you describe the story, it, okay, is this where Abraham sacrifices his child? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I know that's like every week you're like now. Everybody, I'm like, <laughs> is it is it the part is I know yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? What what needs to happen in order for Abraham to sacrifice his child? Uh, a child must be born unto the world. Yes, mm. got it. So, so is that what's happening? Or at now? least Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> unto Abraham, yes, exactly. <laughs> there, right, have been, right, right. there have been child's child's hey, children. Hey born. guys. You I'm sorry. I'm you know sorry. what I mean. I love great. you, Sue. I, I love, love you. you too, David. Okay. Mm. So well, um, Sue, what do you what do you know about covenants in general? Uh it's like a pact with the Lord. It's it's like, or you know, the Lord is like, hey, I'm gonna give you this positive thing, or I'm gonna do this thing for you, or like, hey, this is gonna be your future and your future is gonna be great, or the future of your offspring and your lineage. Uh, and you gotta do something for me. Do you remember other covenants we've seen so far? Um well, uh, I'm sorry. I, w I went ahead and then I'm like, no, that's ahead. Spoilers. Um, mm. Do you remember with Noah? Noah? Yeah. I do remember Noah. What was the covenant there? Covenant with Noah. Um, oh man. The rainbow. Oh, the rainbow was a covenant? Yeah, yeah the, that was the sign of the covenant. Oh, it was the sign of the, the covenant. It was the sign of the covenant. And oh, okay. God was like, I won't drown all humans again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> Is a covenant you basically won't... just like God makes a promise? Is that like covenant? God promises a thing. Uh, yeah. Because, like, that's not just <laughs> to Noah. That's to all, you know, human civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. it. Uh, this is very interesting, actually. Well, it strikes me as interesting in this moment, right? Like that we're talking about covenant and we're kind of assuming because we're reading the Bible that the covenant is sort of that God is necessarily involved in covenant, right? But for the hearers of this uh, word, right, covenant would have been understood to be like something that a king might do for yeah. a king's people, right? Or a ruler might yeah. do for what for his for his or her people. So, right. So what's implied is that one, a covenant can be a human thing that God is not necessarily involved in. And two, uh, a covenant does have that idea of there's a there's a greater power and there's a lesser power, right? There's a sort of imbalance in power that's involved in a covenant. Usually if a ruler is making a covenant with their people, uh, it, the ruler provides protection and then the people provide something else, whether that's a good or a service or whatever. So that's kind of something to keep in mind as we think about covenant. Let's get started. Uh, we are going to talk about the Abrahamic covenant. It says when Abram, still called Abram right now, mm -hmm. is 99 years old, the Lord appears and says, I am El Shaddai. So this is a new name 
I don't think we've heard this one before for for God. Um, you know, Hagar just named him El Roy, which is God of seeing or God who sees me. But uh, now God is telling Abram, call me El Shaddai. It is usually translated as God most high. Uh, he says, walk around with me. Uh, like Noah, remembers the same word, perambulate with me. <laughs> and Yeah, perambulate and be blameless. And then he's like, I'll give you my covenant and I will multiply you a shit ton. <laughs> ma'od, ma'od, a shit ton. I will multiply you. And I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. So, yeah. Nobody really knows why he changes his name, but he does. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and this is kind of what I was talking about a, a couple of, of times ago where he and Sarai both get new names when mm -hmm. they become fertile. Some rabbinical traditions view that moment as a changing of genders, too. So mm -hmm. for some trans people, that might be relatable. Eh. Being trans has nothing to do with having children and your gender has nothing to do with whether or not you can have children. Sorry, what were you going to yeah. say? Alter, uh, Robert Alter alludes to that in his notes, you know, in his commentary. He sort of tells us like, look, this is really more of a dialectical change. So they are different, but maybe what that's pointing to is, you know, kings and queens, their names would change, right? As they assumed mm. power. Mm -hmm. um, so there is that interesting like, you know, yeah. you know, what is this name change connected to? Is it connected to the fertility piece that could well be? Is it connected to this idea of like assuming sort of the the periarchal role, you know, the, right. the role of ruler? Um, so it's just, you know, certainly yeah, that's signifies a transition. And it's interesting to think about what transition we're signifying. Absolutely. Especially because next he says, you know, I'm going to make you a father of multitudes, a father of nations. Kings are going to come out of you and mm -hmm. my covenant with you will last forever. And I'll always be the God to your offspring. And mm -hmm. the land of Canaan will be your inheritance. And as for your part in this arrangement, you and your offspring need to keep my covenant. And so this, this God is like, okay, I'm going to give you all this great stuff, but your offspring need to do this thing for me. And that thing is circumcise every male among you. And so this is, nobody's going to care about this, but remember how I said the name for the, the word for male is a, a homonym with the word for remember. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. So there's all of these similarities in the language in this covenant with the rainbow covenant. And I think it's interesting that God particularly puts the rainbow in the sky to Zakhar to remember. And here he's talking about the Zakhar's. No one. Okay, whatever. The point is, no, 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 I, 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 I was with you. You with me on this? Oh, <laughs> Keep, so going. I... <laughs> Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's other stuff too, like the, the rainbow is a sign. Um, you know, a sign of the covenant, and and this mm -hmm. circumcision is going to be the sign now mm -hmm. of the covenant. The rainbow, so God will remember. The circumcision is so you know humans will remember. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like at some point here it says any male who doesn't do this will be cut off from his people and. Mm -hmm. in the rainbow one he's like this will remind me never again to cut off 
like people because mm. of their sin or whatever. Yeah. Like very, very similar language. I get it. I will be honest. It does immediately bring to my mind like the, the conspiracy theorist bulletin board with the <laughs> newspaper clippings tacked up and the red God string connecting it. everything. Like <laughs> this from over okay, here. Okay. The same. But it's so a literary here's... illusion, hon. So God's like, okay, every male among you needs to do this at the age of eight days. And he says, whether they're born in your house or purchased, so all of the males connected to you, all of the males among you, my covenant will be in your flesh forever. And then he says, if any male doesn't do this, here's that part where he's cut off from his kin. And also I'm gonna change Sarai's name to Sarah, which means princess. Uh, and Aww. Then <laughs> yeah disney princess that's Sorry. right there it is no no it's so cute it's um so uh and then he's like sarah is still my fave uh even though she was addicted to hagar uh sarah is still god's fave and i'm gonna bless her and i'll bless her so you have a son together and nations and kings will come out of her and then abraham raffles he falls on the floor <laughs> laughing <laughs> Because he's like it, because he's like uh, I'm 100 and Sarah is 90, bro. And Abraham is like, I wish Ishmael could be your fave, because like Ishmael mm. already exists, and this is a bummer, mm -hmm. right? And God's like, no, Sarah is my fave, and you and Sarah are my OTP, and you are gonna have a son together, and you're gonna name him Isaac, and I'm gonna maintain my covenant with him nine ever. Also, as for Ishmael, I hear you. I'm going to bless him and make him super numerous too. He'll beget 12 princes and great nations. So again, Hagar and Ishmael get like a mirror blessing of Abraham, yeah. Sarah, and Isaac. They're going to get stuff too. Yada, yada, They're going to get stuff too. But my covenant is still with Isaac, who Sarah will bear a year from now. Um, so Isaac uh, Yitzchak, the name means he laughs, mm -hmm. um, and Ishmael means the Lord hears. And so, like my thing about this on this reading of 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 this story is, so Isaac is like sort of the favored son, and Ishmael is sort mm -hmm. of like the passed over son. And Isaac means he laughs, and Ishmael means the Lord hears. And I can't help but think it's sort of hinting at the randomness and even the unfairness of God's preference. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, is I, it because I, God's both hearing and laughing. Is well, because God hears, hears like, because, mm -hmm. you know, he's has these moments with Hagar and Ishmael where he's like, I hear you, I see you, you know, mm -hmm. and you're going to get all this stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But I still pick this one, haha. -ha. <laughs> like almost. <laughs> okay. Okay. I kind okay. of. Yeah. I don't know. That I was that feeling also. I, I I don't have strong feelings about that. I'm probably gonna listen back to this and be like, what what the fuck are you talking about? But like, I that that struck me on this reading. Yeah. That, anyway, then God's done talking and goes away, <laughs> <laughs> and Abraham takes Ishmael and all of the people in his house and all the slaves born in his house and everybody he bought, and every male okay so it says it says every male of the men in his house which is mm. like just an interesting what the fuck is gender and sex anyway moment and people are like oh it doesn't mean that and i'm like i think it does mean that <laughs> i'm not gonna get all into it right now but i 
I think that if not now, when? No, I'm just. I kidding. think gender I is more complicated in this book than many people want to mention or say. Uh, so anyway, all the males of mm. the men in the house mm -hmm. uh, get circumcised. Um, and it says Abraham, Abraham now is his name, uh, was 99 years old when he circumcised the flesh of his foreskin and Ishmael was 13 when he was circumcised on that very day. Uh, and this, I'm not going to mention this because this is again, that one of those nerdy red, red string moments and you're just going to make fun of me. So oh, no. I'm going to move, move on. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I uh, yucked your yum. I don't want to look I, like a. A conspiracy theorist. How about that? I, I oh. meant it mostly like you see all these great, really wonderful connections and you see these beautiful things coming together. I mean, I do the same thing with music where like I heard a, a friend sent me her audition tape today and it was a song, a classical piece I didn't recognize, but I heard this passage and I'm like, mm, yes, that reminds me of Mr. Freeze's theme from Batman, the animated series. Who cares? Look, 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 I'm not arguing that like there's some secret code in this that I'm, I'm not like saying this is the Da Vinci code. All I'm saying is this is art and people make art to form connections and you know art is elusive right right and yeah. so i'm pointing out some of the illusions in the art that's it i like yeah. it i think that my <laughs> red string image was too strong and harsh it's and fine. i apologize i'm, I'm, I'm over it okay uh can i go uh, ahead that what i wanted to say i got lost with the red string thing but the I liked that the, the sign connection and that the language was similar in the signs because I do think the rainbow as a sign, a writer that I read said that the sign here is, he the words were like, the sign is sealed on the organ of generation, right? Meaning the penis, right? So like it does go to that question of like memory and how you need progeny in order to keep remembering. So it's not just like, oh, you look down and realize you're circumcised and then you remember. It's that like somehow that memory is connected to procreation, you know? So that yeah, I and was interesting. Maleness. Well. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. I don't know quite how to work that. Oh, that, cause that's the word. Cause that's the word. Yeah. That, that's the word. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Um, yes. So, sorry. I mean, yeah. sorry, so many people are going to argue with me about this and that's fine. Okay. I'm going to, this uh, two minutes, two minutes here. This okay. is my, my fucking PhD idea that annoyed everybody at Harvard and every, <laughs> like all of the, the men like were like, don't fucking do that. That's stupid. Which makes <laughs> me think that I really need to do it at some point, but mm. <laughs> it's, <Yeah. laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. So you need to do that. But it's um, basically it was something like the creation of the penis in the literature of ancient Israel, because the words for circumcise and foreskin. So first of all, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew Bible, there's not really words for penis and people will be like, well, yes, there are like, but the words for penis are like hand and foot and hip mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like literally the same word. Um, and mm, Weird. Yeah. And so, and you could say, oh, they're euphemisms, whatever. I'm like, sure, whatever. But the, the word for foreskin here is interesting because when you look up like cognates and other languages, and I need, I need to go back and mm -hmm. look at my, my 
anorakish notes about this because I haven't really looked at it in, in years. But when you look at like where those words come from, the mm -hmm. the origin is a little murky, much murkier than mm -hmm. a lot of other words. Um, mm -hmm. And one of them was more than the other. And I honestly don't remember which one it was. But the word for foreskin or law, for instance, it it is used, quote unquote, you know, metaphorically mm -hmm. in the Bible almost as much as it's used quote unquote literally. I mean, there's places mm. where it's like, you know, if you move to a new land and you plant a tree, don't mm. eat the fruit for two years because until then it's foreskin, hmm. you know? So it's just anything that like is not, is not holy or whatever, not clean or not right with God or oh, whatever. That's wild, you know? man. And okay. so one of my theories is that, I mean, I think by here, it's clear that they're talking about like the flesh, right? They're talking about cutting flesh. They're mm -hmm. talking about, you know, it probably means like what something close to what we think of as a foreskin now by this time. Mm -hmm. But I, my theory is that, you know, the word orla originally kind of meant like just, you know, not rightness or whatever mm. and then eventually it kind of attached itself to to penises uh as penises became a thing mm. yeah <laughs> were... all right sorry uh right yes i think no, you should good, yeah. i think you should i would read that book <laughs> <laughs> yes send yeah. all complaints to uh pope francis and <laughs> care of rome care of rome <laughs> he will get back to you all right so uh that's over everyone's circumcised it's a huge party next we get a divine dinner party mm. very cool yes it's very cool fancy is it fancy uh you might uh, it's okay. fancy for the the time and the place okay cool i think yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be very fancy for where they are yeah. um so the last so the last story is kind of cool because it's sort of like two doubled stories combined so we already saw it's mm -hmm. a doubled covenant story mm -hmm. but it's also a doubled isaac origin story so it's like okay Ooh. this is the prediction of isaac but now we're gonna see another prediction of isaac okay and the last one was sort of the prediction of isaac with to, to Abraham and this one's going to be sort of the prediction of Isaac to Sarah where Sarah's more in the in the spotlight in in a way cool okay so the Lord appeared to Abraham as he was sitting at the door of his tent as the day grew hot and so he's possibly recovering from circumcision here I don't know uh but anyway <laughs> he looks up and he sees three men standing near him and he runs to greet them and bows to the ground and he says, my lords, he says Adonai, which is like the plural for my Lord, but it's also the name you call the Lord God. Oh, yeah. So he could either be saying my lords or my Lord God. Um, so it, it's it's a it's definitely supposed to be a play there, I think. Mm. But anyway, he says, let let a little water be brought, wash your feet, rest under this tree. Let me feed you. And he's speaking very deferentially. So he's treating these random wanderers like like kings basically uh and so the mm -hmm. men are like do it they're like janeway they're like do it <laughs> yeah, do it, <laughs> do it. it. Yes. yes and then abraham runs to his cows and he picks a choice choice fat calf and gives it to his naar i'm not going to get into that word right now but it basically means twink uh like <laughs> like young young man wow this is more salacious than i thought okay I love this. yes 
uh, and he and he the twink goes and puts out a spread of curds, milk, and he prepares uh, and the prepared calf, and then he stands over them as they eat, waiting on them. I guess I don't know. And I then, really do hope at some point you go deeper into that. Yeah, word. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, there, good, there's good, good, a lot good. of Rs in this. I just wanted to say quickly the story about um, the three men, right, or the three people coming to see Abraham in the tent flap. There is a great interpretation of that. We, I think it's, we note the ambiguity of that, right? Is it God? Is it three men? You know, what is it? Is God one of the three men? There's a, we'll talk about hospitality and hospitality will be a recurring theme. There's one mm-hmm. interpretation that says, actually it was God and three men, right? So Noah looks up, sees God, and then these three men appear and he's like, oh, hold on God, just stay here. Don't leave me. I got to take care of these three guys, right? And then he takes care of the three guys. And then afterwards he gets back to God, right? And so the interpretation there is, right? Vis-a-vis hospitality. Why does that make Abraham like a hero? Well, it makes him a hero because he understands that God is not to be found sort of elsewhere, but God is to be found in God's people. And those people bear the image of God. So actually serving these rando guys that show up is as good as being in the presence of God, God's self, you know? So I just wanted to toss that that in there as an alternate uh, interpretation. Yeah, and and we'll see this scene alluded to so many times in the book. Mm-hmm. Like this this scene of Abraham just offering strangers hop- hospitality mm-hmm. is sort of held mm-hmm. up as like the goodest thing you can do, basically. Yeah, be yeah. like Abraham, that good guy who helped everybody. Yeah, welcome the strangers who Indeed. are traveling in the desert. Indeed. Yeah. So America. I just uh, when I read that, I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was I thought that was really great. So, that was great. Yeah, I'm that glad comes to us courtesy that you of Rabbi Sachs. Yeah. Love it. Love it. There it is. So <laughs> the men are like, uh, are like, where is your wife Sarah? And Abraham is like, in the tent. And one of the men says, I'll return to you next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. And Sarah is listening at the entrance of the tent, and it says Abraham and Sarah are old and it says the the path of women had ceased to be for Sarah. So most people would translate as that as like she's gone through menopause or whatever. Sure. But I think mm-hmm. it's interesting to say it a little more specifically. Uh, so Sarah laughs this time. So last time <laughs> Abraham laughed. Remember Abra- yeah. Abraham ruffled? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this time Sarah laughed. So it's <laughs> it's like a, a Lol, play. good one, bra. Yeah, it's like a play yeah. on Yitzhak, right? On his the name mm. of the meaning of his name too. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sarah laughs um, to herself, it says, and says, now that I'm all worn out, will I have Eden or pleasure uh, with my husband? And now he's all old and shit and it sucks. Um, and then the Lord, oh my God, were these men the Lord the whole time? <laughs> what? Mm, what's a twist? Like, what's going on with the singular plural here? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then the Lord says to Abraham, what the fuck? Why does Sarah just laugh at us? Is anything too <laughs> wondrous for the Lord? He says, I'm going to come back at the same time next year and Sarah will have a son. So then Sarah starts talking for herself. So even though the Lord is talking to Abraham, now Sarah's like, uh, hey, I didn't laugh. Uh, I didn't laugh. It says because she was frightened. So she's like, I didn't laugh. I wasn't laughing. I didn't say anything. And then the Lord says, yes, huh? You totally laughed. <laughs> and then the men set out 
and looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham went with them to see them off. Sodom and Gomorrah. What oh, do we right. remember about Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm. It's it's real. Well, it, eventually it. Well, uh, no, no, no spoilers. What what have we learned already about? No, Sodom? I, I was gonna say like what I remember is that when you told that one story, you were like, "Hey, this was before the fall of Sodom and Gomorrah," because they said that in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, eventually it will fall. And also, it's a bad place. Yeah, it's bad. And they're all it's, bad. It's a bad scene, man. And the kings are like King Bad, bad and King Evil. Oh, yep. Yes. Good old Doctor Seuss. <laughs> yes. Name for kings. Um, Abraham goes with them to see them off and then the lord has this like interior monologue and he's mm. like should i keep what i'm gonna do from abraham after all he is my fave and all the nations of earth are gonna be blessed by him and then he decides to let abraham in on his plans and he's like sodom and gomorrah are trash fires i'm gonna go <laughs> down there and see if it's as bad as i've heard and they keep going and Abraham then confronts the Lord and he's again speaking even more deferentially this time. And he's like, sir, will you destroy the righteous along with the evil? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you not forgive for the sake of the 50? And he's like, I didn't think you were that kind of God who goes around killing <laughs> innocent people along with the guilty. I thought you were a just God. So he's like, talking. you're not the God I thought you were. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's kind of talking some smack to God. Well, he's the way he yes. does it is very much like, sir, I am dust and ashes. Like, who am I to talk to you? But, you know, like, <laughs> however, it's I like when you hear, it. like, yeah. with all due respect, and it's like, exactly. Mm, <laughs> exactly. anything that comes after that phrase is not going to be respectful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like what makes Abraham different. It's like, what's this guy called to do? He's not called to like multiply and be fruitful, kind of because God is already promising that for Abraham so like what is his role and his role seems to be to just be a good person and part of that is like if 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 I tell you like just walk with me and do good right and later I think it's do justice well then this is the justice part where he's like oh I'm gonna go to bat for these people you know yeah. or the whatever innocence may be among them you know yeah so you know he's basically like I thought you were just God you know but you're gonna go around killing these innocent any innocent people along with the guilty and so God's like okay if there's 50 righteous ones in the city I will forgive the whole place for their sake and then Abraham is like if I may speak who is dust and ashes sir you know mm. very again very deferential uh... what what if the 50 should lack five will you destroy the whole city for lack of the five and so the Lord's like, okay, I won't destroy it if I find 45 people who are good. And this keeps going by five until- are you No, I'm kidding not. kidding me? And, but Abraham <laughs> finally gets him down to 10 people. Oh my he gosh. Get, he, get, he gets him down to 10 people and, and God's like, okay, if there are but 10 righteous people in the whole city, I will not destroy it on their account. And then the Lord leaves and Abraham goes home. I'm really impressed. I'm really, really impressed by by Abraham here. Yeah, yeah, he's no. he's he's not a bad dude here. You know, so I'm struck by the randomness of God's favor, right? Why Isaac gets the covenant, even though Ishmael was blessed also, and Ishmael was the first son of Abraham, and and Sarah is God's fave, even though Hagar is blessed too. But does Abraham? So here's, I think, David, you were kind of bringing us here. Does mm -hmm. Abraham realize his position of privilege? when he argues for the lives of those in Sodom and Gomorrah? Like, is he act, is he 
self-awarely doing that. I think so. People have said uh, that that part of Abraham's gift is that they would say no, right? They would say, nope, actually what Abraham is doing there is just the right thing for the right thing's sake, right? And that's part of what makes Abraham, that's Abraham's claim to greatness, right? Sure. He's trying to do the right thing for the right thing's sake. And Mm -hmm. also he's got a covenant with God. He has in this story, he has immense, almost like you could read it as immense unearned privilege, right? God Mm -hmm. just kind of picks him just cause, just cause, just cause. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not enough, at least reading this from a modern perspective, from, from where we are, mm-hmm. it's not enough for him to just be, oh, I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. It's more powerful to me if he has awareness of the responsibility that is on him because of his position, because of his, his privilege. He is kind of picked at random, right? And in that way, Abraham can serve as a stand-in for us. And the question is like, what kind of power and privilege is Abraham given? And so we don't see Abraham, at least not yet, but, and feel free to correct me, right? But we don't see Abraham really set up in the kingly model, right? Abraham's claim to fame is that he's going to be the quote unquote father of these multitudes, but we don't see him sort of like sitting in judgment over these people, or we don't see him in kind of Mm -hmm. a Moses role. We don't see him in kind of a a Noah role of like rebuilding the earth after the disaster. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think part of it is that like, none of us are going to be as sort of powerful or none of us are going to be Abraham but we can maybe aspire to Abraham's like way of being, you know, which is to say, oh, there may be some innocence there. Let me argue for them. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a power in somebody realizing their privilege and then trying to employ that privilege to help others. But I think there's also a, a power in somebody just being their somebodyness, right? Like, which is to say nobodyness, right? <laughs> and still trying to do that work on behalf of other mm. people who may not be any better off really than they are. All right, Sue. Yeah. Recap. Cool. So, uh... <laughs> you don't remember anything, do you? <laughs> hey, no, no. Covenant. I know. Yes, the covenant. Okay. God comes down to Abram and is like, hey, buddy, come on, walk with me. Let's go. We'll have a stroll you're my fave you and sarai are my faves love you so much and uh i am going to uh make sure that you have lots of offspring you're going to basically like create uh, empires and rulers and like civilizations uh with your offspring for generations and generations and it's going to be great and we're going to make this deal there uh he's like just like always honor me mm-hmm. is kind of the thing like you, how? all the peeps after you have to honor me. Right, how? By uh, everybody who has a penis, circumcise your penis. Um, and here's, I'm going to do this solid for you to kind of, you know, show you that I mean it. You're going to have a child with Sarai. Uh, Abram laughs in God's face. Uh, is like, lol. <laughs> My wife is 90 and we can't have kids. And God's like, hey, 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 I'll take care of it. And then they have a son, and the son is named Isaac or Itzhak. And the son well, is- Well, we haven't, they haven't had Isaac yet. Okay. 
<laughs> you know what? Do you want my recap or not? Well, I'm just <laughs> telling you that that has not happened yet. Okay, I'm sorry, but the the it, uh, oh my gosh, it's okay. So does God say like you will have a son? You will be named Isaac Itzak. He laughs, and I'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he predicts Isaac. Great. He predicts Isaac. Okay, great. And then then like immediately my mind goes to the uh, the tent and like the three people who come by. That's fine. Ishmael got circumcised. Oh, Ishmael. everyone got okay. circumcised. There was a big circumcision party. Oh, right. The oh, how, how <laughs> did you miss the, the big <laughs> circumcision party? party. <laughs> Abraham is like ninety nine, and. Uh, Ishmael is 13 and they both get circumcised. And then um, Abraham is chilling outside his tent, flap, because it's hot. Three people come up and Abraham is really deferential towards them. And he's like, hey, what's up? Come on. I will give you some food and some bev and wash your feet. One of the guys is like, hey, where's your wife? And Abraham's like, she's in there. And he's like, I'm going to come back in a year and your wife is going to be pregnant. And Sarah, who is now Sarah, not Sarai anymore, is Sarah, inside the tent, hears this and goes, huh, that's funny. <laughs> that's not going to happen because I can't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to come back in a year. Uh, you're going to have a son. And we out. Uh, and the three people leave. <laughs> Abraham uh, got then this, these three guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so good. Cause like the whole Thank singular you. plural thing, and then it was we out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm happy. Okay. okay. Happy uh, that I filled you with I joy. Apologize. It's okay. I'm almost okay. done. Cool. Okay, so please continue. we can do this. The we three... can do this. <laughs> so the Lord represented by three dudes uh, walks mm. away and then has a little moment of salt, like looks into the camera and has a monologue <laughs> mm. uh, and says, yes. hey, uh, should I let Abraham in on my plan? He seems like a good guy. I guess I will. Okay, good talk, me. Thanks, me. We should do this more often. Um, mm. It's like, hey, Abraham, FYI, Sodom and Gomorrah is uh, a huge trash fire. It's just a, a dumpster peep blaze. And I'm just gonna wipe it out. And Abraham's like, oh, uh, yeah, like I know I am like dust and like totally nothing. And like, who am I to approach? But I'm just wondering, like, you're not the type of God to just like <laughs> kill people who are cool because other people are not cool. I mean, like that doesn't seem like you, right? Um, mm. You know, and God's like, okay, I guess you're right. Flattery will get you everywhere, it seems. Hmm. Then God, eventually they whittle it down and God's like, okay, 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 okay. If there are 10 cool people who are not jerks at Sodom and Gomorrah, I will spare and forgive everyone. I'm going to go now, bye. Uh, the end. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Good job, Bam. honey. Was, are you sure it was great? Because I forgot about the, the sunbirthing because I spoke too soon. Are you sure? It's fine. Is it really fine? It's fine. You seemed like it, it was an important thing. Well, it just hasn't happened yet. I okay. Mean, it, it's fine. I understand why you thought it did, because yeah. he will be born yeah. at some point. Okay. Uh, okay, great. I'm sorry. Um, I, I can't help but tease you. I love you. Uh, oh, my God. It's Sodom and Gomorrah next. Next time on, it's in the book, Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Hello, hello. It is Jay here thanking you again for listening to It's In The Book, a queer Bible podcast. If you're getting something out of this and if you think you know people who might also get something out of it, please share it with them, either sharing it on social media or sending it directly to friends. Also, subscribing and rating and reviewing really helps the show grow a lot. You can follow me on Instagram at Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N. Again, I might change that if I ever decide on a first name but uh, we'll see about that. And I also have a Patreon. It is very nascent, but I'm actually excited about something I've been doing for the $15 and up patrons. I've been having what is basically a Zoom Bible study. So you can come to Zoom, listen to the episodes and ask your questions and we can discuss the stories that we're talking about on the podcast and we just can get really nerdy and dive deep into them. Uh, So if that sounds like something interesting to you, you can check out my Patreon. Uh, Again, that's under Jade Sylvan, J-A-D-E-S-Y-L-V-A-N, though I'm still going by J right now. More exciting news coming up, but uh, I'll keep it to that for now. I will see you next month for Sodom and Gomorrah, the second Tuesday of the month. Uh, Until then, remember, you can laugh at God. The prophets did it. 